Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Very good morning to you for Off the Bench, WA, Jimmy Williams and Paul Hazelby with you. And what's a big weekend coming up of football. We've got the Gold Coast Suns in town and we've also got Richmond here. Hey, good Yeah, morning. good morning to you. Another good round. And we saw on Thursday night two top four, top five teams going at it. But the Cats, given their list profile, they need to win. The pressure's on them and they showed up. Jeremy Cameron was outstanding. More players over the 30 years of age, than any time in the history of the game, would you that believe? Right. The pressure is on them to perform and they're delivering at the moment. And uh, what about the farce based around them going into Adelaide? Of course, had to fly in, fly out, had to be out by midnight, got special exemption <laughs> to get out. And guess what? The fog, too strong. So in the end, they stay in a hotel in South Australia. Craziness at the moment. Now, Thursday night, Footy Hayes, you're, you're a massive fan. Oh. Do you see it staying in the fixture moving forward? I want Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. I think in time, I know the supporters love going to the footy, but I think it will become more about the broadcast, particularly as we go to more teams, that those time slots, Wednesday, Thursday, they will start to open up. We're full-time footballers. I think we showed last year that you only need five or six days break. In the past, everyone wins when they didn't get a seven-day break. Times are changing. Thursday night, absolute lock next year. And what it does, it also frees up the Saturday to be able to watch more football as those games progress. Nice mini dig, Hayes, but let's get into the real thing, the real dig. The dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. Hayes, want to get something off my chest. You probably saw it on the back page. The abuse towards our AFL stars. You were obviously in the league once upon a time. If you're a person that's gambling on sport, gambling on football, and you decide to message an athlete on social media because your multi didn't come in, I have a news flash for you. No one cares. It's the lowest of the low, isn't it? And there's a lot of abuse that's been directed at players because they've been concussed and they've gone off and it's hurt that person with their multi. It's a disgrace. But, you know, this is across the board. We saw throughout the week Eddie Betts' partner just had to get off Twitter because there was a clip of Eddie Betts talking about Adam Goods and racism and some of the comments that came from there were just disgraceful. We're in a bad place. And if I was an athlete right now, I wouldn't be on social media. I don't think it's good for your mindset. Look, I too write an article throughout the week for the West Australian. You give your opinion, you put your heart and soul out there and people, they write in and they criticise you for it. And you know, for me, I don't even engage in it. I don't write right back. But I do see them, and I must admit it takes you back a little bit. Now I'm a big boy, I can get over it, but it's not that easy when you're in the cut and throw the cut and thrust.
thrust of the AFL season for those players. So it needs to stop. And those people, don't hide behind the keyboard. If you're going to be honest, be yourself. Give those opinions and live and, buy, live and die by the sword. Yeah, if you're carrying on like an absolute peanut on social media because your multi doesn't come in because a player goes off the ground injured, you just need to grow up. But you make a good point, Hayes. But the sad thing is, I don't think the answer is for athletes to jump off social media. For those people who love sport, we love engaging with our stars and we love to see them putting their personality out there. So while I think it is a good method that some people do have to take away and take some time off because of the abuse... We need to find a better way forward so that they can actually stay on and use it and we can oust the people that are making the comments. Yeah, you can oust them, but your career is very short. And for some abuse that comes, it may be towards a player that's in the competition for three to four years. It's not going to be improved in three to four years. The big giants, they need to look at themselves too. Twitter, Facebook and those types, that they're allowing people to have fake profiles. You should have to have certain requirements to have a profile and then we can actually get down towards who are some of these troublemakers and kick them off so that we don't have to put up with it but going back to when I was playing look I wouldn't have been able to deal with this too well if it was constant abuse and unfortunately some players have that don't dig yourself into a hole lodge a free dial before you dig inquiry massive game of football in fact two massive games of football coming up here in Perth this weekend it's going to be great to see Matt Rao back for the Gold Coast against Fremantle we'll catch up with the Suns GM of footy John Haynes next off the bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams Gold Coast Suns are in town, but their general manager of footy, John Haynes, took a little bit of time to get here, and he had a pretty good reason ahead of their clash with the Dockers. Actually, just uh, it was a special father-son uh, event at the school that my uh, young young fellow gave me a, a handwritten and a drawing invitation to, so it was very hard to say no to. Got to do the family stuff, Haynesy. Good on you, mate, for doing that. But your team, you need a scalp. You need a big one. You get a big chance against Fremantle, who have lost a few key players with injury. Yeah, it's a good opportunity for us. Like we always enjoy getting on the road, and we certainly enjoy playing over there at Optus as well. So, um, obviously, coming off the bye uh, and being able to get a couple of couple of guys back as well is is helpful in in Bosey and, and Matty Rao. Um, Sam Day will play uh, down in Sydney this weekend as well in our VFL, which is uh, which is good. So we've got yeah, we feel like we've got some some players back and got some good availability heading into the second half of the season. Nice win too, heading into your bye against the Hawks. Um, probably a little bit disappointing, although it's always tough for anybody who heads down to Geelong. And probably the most disappointing result, I thought, where I, I rated you, you know, to be a lot more competitive against Brisbane was the couple of games before you got belted by 73 points. Yeah, the, the, the Brisbane and the, and the Western Bulldogs games, probably the two games um, as we were reviewing the, the first half of the season, Carl, that um, were, were most disappointing for us, uh, but also at the same time some real, some really good lessons. Particularly the Bulldogs game, um, we came up against a team in that first half were as impressive uh, team as we've seen this year. And um, you know we obviously responded after half time in that game, but there was some some really good learnings out of that game in the first half in particular. And against Brisbane, we just thought we let ourselves down. To be honest, we we, we didn't bring our best, and and Brisbane got on top early, and, and we just couldn't find a way to work our way back into the game, but. Um, from both of those games, that you know, the, the team showing a, a capacity to respond uh, the following week, which is which is positive. I mean, we're really confident in the character of the group and and what they're trying to build. So uh, you know, we felt that after both of those efforts, the team responded as much as we didn't get the result against Geelong, against a really mature team down there. There are, there are a lot of really positive to take out of that game, and obviously we're able to 
to get the win against Hawthorne. And just reflecting back to that game against Brisbane, I mean, you know, you talk about Rankin and Roses and Farrar, and these aren't big names. These are young players making their mark. King, who's only played a, a handful of games, Flanders. I could go on, but, you know, it's a, it's a fairly inexperienced group when you look back and you have been forced through all the injuries that you've sustained to play blokes probably ahead of time in some cases. Yeah, we have. And, and yeah, as you guys know, sometimes... Um, you know, opportunities like that can actually help your group and grow your group as well. And, you know, we, if we didn't have those injuries, we probably wouldn't have been able to see as much as Jai Farrah as we've had. And, you know, Josh Corbett and Chris Burgess and Caleb Graham and these sort of guys have, have been able to come in and, and play some really good footy. Um, and that improves the depth of your group and, and, and improves competition for spots, particularly when players start coming back, as we alluded to before. And, you know, the the other thing that we've sort of really focused on is, is is getting that core group of players, you know, playing consistently together over a period of time. And some of those names that you mentioned there, as much as they're young, they're starting to get 30, 40, 50 games playing together now as a group. And, and that's starting to build some really good synergy and, you know, starting to build some belief in each other as well. Matt Rowell is still young with the expectations are high. I see he's still one of the favourites for the Rising Star and he hasn't played much this year. But how much work have you got into him and do you think he'll be okay? Yeah, no, he'll be 100%, Hayes. He's, I think, you know, Stewie mentioned it yesterday in his, in his press conference that, you know, he, he's probably fitter now than he was at the start of pre-season. He's had another sort of block of pre-season that's put him in really good stead and coming off the, you know, the rehab program that you had at the, in the second half of last year, plus this pre-season, plus this block of work that he's put in now, it's, um, he's, he's in terrific shape. And, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's someone who loves the game and you know, his teammates are just absolutely thrilled that he's, um, that he's back in the team. And, you know, our, our expectations will be just to, it sounds a bit boring, but just to go out and play his role. And we know if he does that, he's going he's gonna to impact the, the game in a pretty big way. So we can't wait for him to get out there. Yeah, I absolutely can't wait to see Matt Rao back on the footy field. Of course, a couple of debutants for Fremantle too. Joel Weston and Brandon Walker, as we mentioned. Congratulations to them. More from John Haynes after this. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. The Gold Coast Suns are no doubt on the road to success. And, of course, we've spoken about Matt Rowell rejoining the team after a shoulder reconstruction. But, Hayes, you've been more impressed with one of their recruits from a big Victorian club. Took Miller has been outstanding. Greenwood's been really good. But I want to ask about Brandon Ellis. I was a bit unsure, great player or a good player leaving a great club. How's he been for your football club? And it looks like you've got bang for your buck. Yeah, we think so. He's, you know, it, it was a really targeted, targeted acquisition with Brandon. We felt like... We needed a couple of things um, in terms of his profile. One was some some experience from a really successful program, and, and particularly a, a club that had won a couple of premierships, and that brings enormous credibility, um, particularly within a, an emerging group like ours. Um, you know, everything that Brandon does and says, the, the players are all ears. Um, he's an elite preparer, so the, the guys have certainly learnt a lot from him in that regard. Um, and then just the, the you know, from a football perspective, the we felt like we needed some more outside run uh, and, a, and another genuine wingman to complement our inside crew. And, and Brandon's certainly certainly done that. Um, he's just a really consistent performer. You, we know what we're going to get week in, week out from Brandon. So now we're really thrilled that he's that he's part of the club. Hainsey, when one coach falls, it creates a lot of discussion around the coaches. And you've got Stuart Jew still signed on until the end of next year. How's everything progressing with him? And do you still strongly believe he's the right man going forward? Yeah, look, the whole Stewie and the coaching group are doing a great job, and I think Stewie's, um, you know, really, you know, warming to the role. He's he's someone who, who's got an insatiable appetite to to learn and get better, 
Um, he's fully invested in the in the, in the young group and, and what we're trying to build. And um, you know, even, even last week against Hawthorne, the, the way that he thinks about, okay, well, yeah, we 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 know there's an expectation that we need to win the game, but how do we get Sam Flanders and Isaac Rankin through the midfield, and how do we keep growing our list and, and growing our playing group? So he's got a he's got a terrific view of the now, but he's also got a, a you know a lens on the long term as well as to how we build this list. So um, you know. Like Brandon, and we're wrapped that he's uh, that he's leading our club. How are you going with the VFL competition now over there and run through Victoria? Uh, it's been a bit impacted, Hayes, with the um, mm. obviously with the COVID stuff in the last three or four weeks. It's been a little bit challenging. Um, the VFL group will, will fly to Sydney tomorrow and play Sydney, uh, and in the short term, it, you know, it, it almost reverts to the to the NEFL competition in the sense it'll be a um, a New South Wales Queensland competition in the short term until they can work through what's happening in Victoria. But you know, up until that point, um, we were really happy with it. You know, the opportunity for our guys to play against consistent uh, VFL opposition, whether they be AFL clubs or, or really strong VFL clubs, um, you know, we, we noticed a, a, a difference straight away in terms of the the, the intensity of the games and the uh, and the opportunity for our guys to develop against really good opposition week in week out. So. Um, we've been really happy with it, and we, you know, hopefully the COVID stuff in in Melbourne progresses really quickly over the next week or two, and we can get back into into playing those teams down there, and and for those teams to come up to Queensland as well. Thanks for having a chat to us, mate, and we'll see you when you're here in Perth. Good on you guys. Thanks for your time. The Gold Coast Suns general manager of football, John Haynes, there ahead of Matt Rowell's return to the football field tonight against the Dockers. What a match it looms to be. Don't go anywhere. We'll give our tips after this. Off the bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Great to have your company and also very good to hear from GM of football for the Gold Coast Suns, John Haynes. They have a massive game against the Dockers here tonight and they'll be going up against Matt Rao, who took the competition by storm in his first year. Still one of the favourites for the Rising Star, would you believe? He was the clear favourite last year, got injured. He's still eligible this year. But uh, I think it's going to be a challenge for the Dockers with all the big outs, five through the midfield, Brennan Cox, Griffin Logue. It's never ending for them. And uh, I saw some positive signs from the Gold Coast Suns. I hope they're getting their their early picks from a few years ago with Lacocious, Ben King and Isaac Rankin were very good against the Hawks. And if they bring that same mentality, I think this is a scalp they must get, as I spoke to John Haynes about. If they are serious about going forward in this competition, they need to beat the Fremantle Dockers here with all those outs. But a good opportunity for a couple of youngsters, of course, making their debut for the Fremantle Dockers. Good luck to Joel Weston and also Brandon Walker. But I'm going to side with the Gold Coast Suns here by 10 points. A weather and sport forecast, a look ahead at all the action coming up on the weekend, a massive game between the Suns and the Dockers. I'm going to go the Suns, who are favourites for this game, albeit here in Perth. The next one, hey, St Kilda and Adelaide. Gee, the market's close on this one. The Saints have not been going that well. And they've got a lot of injury concerns. There were some concerns that they may only have 26 players that are fit on their list. So it means opportunity. They've got some big names that have been managed. Of course, must be sore at this particular time. All the doom and gloom is around St Kilda. But at the end of the day, they're five and six. And if they win this one, they give themselves a chance at a rate late run, sorry, going into the finals when they get all of their players back. Adelaide have just dropped off a little bit from the early season start, so I'm going to go with St Kilda.
I'm going for St Kilda just. North Melbourne and the Giants play down there in Tasmania. The Giants raging favourites for this one, hate. They are. I'm going to stick with the Giants too. But Robbie Tarrant is back for North Melbourne. They've had a lot of big injuries this year, North. And I think this year is going to be fantastic for their development because it's forced them to play all these kids. They find out about some players and then next year they get the Calvary coming back in to support them. Guys like Robbie Tarrant. And Luke McDonald hasn't played either. I think the Giants will win this one, but it's not all doom and gloom for North Melbourne. The Eagles and the Tigers at Optus Stadium. This one looms as what could be probably the match of the round. Richmond obviously were here. They went back to Sydney and now they're coming back to play West Coast. Who do you like? That's the only concern for me is the travel load for the Richmond Football Club. I think their style is contrasting really to what the West Coast Eagles do. They like to kick the footy. They like to spread the ground and go slow and wait for opportunities to open up by foot. We know the Tigers are very different. They like to go quickly towards goal with forward handballs and are very very hard to stop. West Coast get some key players back but again I'm going to go with the Tigers. They beat Essendon and Essendon beat West Coast so on that basis I think the Tigers. <laughs> they are favourites for this one. I'm going the Tigers in a very very close one. Now of course the big freeze was supposed to be at the MCG but because of lockdown and all the restrictions there it has been moved to the SCG. Melbourne and Collingwood in what will be Nathan Buckley's final game for the time being as the man in charge of the Collingwood Footy Club. How do you see it playing out? Well, we've got to acknowledge him first. He's been a wonderful player. My favourite player is a kid, Nathan Buckley, in fact. And then as a coach, he's been there 10 years and he came so close on a few occasions. He was down the bottom, he got them up. So I think we need to congratulate him. And he's done the right thing for the football club. Whilst I feel he was pushed out, I think his attitude has been good all the way through. There'll be a response. I think he's got a good relationship with many of his players, but against Melbourne, the form team in the competition, I don't think it'll be enough up there at the SCG. The slide will be at the MCG, which is a bit of a shame because this game's so important for what Neil Danaher does for MND. It's a fantastic cause and he's an absolute champion of Australia. In fact, he should be the Australian of the year before he passes away, sadly. But Melbourne for me in this one. I'm also going to go Melbourne Hayes. Question without notice, who do you think the next coach of the Collingwood Football Club will be? Sam Mitchell. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, Hayes. You too. Go Dockers. Call Elgas, 131161. $80 in LPG account credits with Elgas on 131161. Thanks for your company. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.